Minutes on Mastery is brought to you by Athletic Greens. This is adventure rock climber Alex Honnold on the Finding Mastery podcast with Michael Gervais, sharing his relationship with death and how he moves through the grief process. I don't want to be insensitive with this question. I'm but, excited. And, <laughs> yeah, but it's coming. And, and I didn't want to ask it. Like I just got, uh, I got nervous to ask it when you, talked, when you asked about your, or spoke about your dad. And so I kind of BS my way through a little bit to get to this question, which is, um, you know, what is your relationship with death? And maybe you could talk about your relationship with how you move through the grief process or, or moving through the grief process still with your father. And I don't want to be insensitive, but I do no, want no, to no. understand your relationship with life and death. Yeah, so actually, um, so my father died when I was 19, and, um, and actually in the, in the few years before, um, or maybe the year after, but both my grandfathers had died as well. Um, and so it was just kind of a lot of heavy, you know, family, um, all sort of at the end of high school. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know how much that, it, I think the main thing that I take away from that is just a reminder that life is short and you need to do the things that you want to do. And I think especially at that time in my life, I mean, uh, you know, I was slightly younger than, than most of the students here, but um, it was just, you know, a reminder that, that you don't have forever. And so you know, I should do the things that I want to do. Um, I think that's probably the biggest, you know, lesson or whatever I've taken from all that. But the thing, I mean, climbing is, climbing is, is just fundamentally a dangerous sport. Like, I've had a lot of friends die now um, in various accidents. And, um, and actually, this last year has been, been particularly grim. Um, and so, I mean, you're just kind of constantly reminded. And each time something like that happens, you know, you sort of reevaluate, reassess, am I doing the right thing with my life? Am I doing what I want to be doing? Uh, am I making the right decisions? You know, am I on track? But I, I mean, I think that's important. I think, you know, it's good to, to sort of reassess every once in a while. This, you've lost two important people, uh, at least two that I know of uh, in the last couple of years that... Um, you mean, yeah, well-known climbers. Yeah. Yeah, but actually, I mean, so like Uwe Steck was a really famous Swiss alpinist. He died last summer, but, um, well, or last spring on, on Everest, on Nupse, but same thing. Um, but other than him, like five or six people in the community have died recently. And, and then so randomly, uh, the day before I went to Antarctica, um, we witnessed a fatality in, in, in my local sport climbing crag, basically right next to us. And in my 20 years of climbing, it's the first time I've seen somebody just die at the crag right there. Um, and that's pretty heavy. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a reminder that how, how fragile the human body is, really. It was definitely not what I needed to see, right? Well, I mean... I'm actually sort of okay with it because, you know, I spent 20 years thinking about the risks and visualizing what it'd be like to fall to my death if I slipped off something like this. And I mean, it's not, you know, I kind of understand that, but, um, but certainly for my girlfriend to just like see somebody die at the crag, she's only been climbing two years, like she did not need to see that. You know, it was, it was a bit much. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, the, the, and again, I don't want to be callous, but when somebody dies, I, I asked a friend about... Um, uh, he's an adventure athlete, the extraordinary at what he does. And I said, what's the lifespan for folks in your, in your craft? And he's a base jumper. And he said about five or six years. And, and, okay, so not to be insensitive, but there's another part to that, which is when somebody dies, and he didn't say this, but this is a, a, a thought I have. When somebody dies in what you do, then it, it makes it alive. It reminds you of how dangerous it is and how extraordinary mm. what you do. Is that, is that confusing or is that, is that accurate, first of all? I, th I think that's, I think that's, yeah, that's exactly what I meant by reassessing, thinking about your life. I, I think that's definitely accurate. Yeah. 
But, um, but I think that I personally don't necessarily need people to die all the time to remind me because I think just the nature of what I'm doing, I am constantly reflecting on that. So, so how but. do you move through the grief process? It, it, it's, it's hard, right, for most people. And I, is it hard for you? Um, it's, not, it's not super hard for me, honestly. It's, um, I don't know. I mean, I just see it as it's all just part of the natural, natural cycle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I mean, everybody's going to die, and as long as somebody... I think more about whether somebody had a good life. Um, Actually, I mean, if we really want to get dark, so um, here's a really grim story. Everybody, get your hankies out. Um, but so in, uh, in October, I guess, um, this guy, Hayden Kennedy, who's one of the most promising, basically one of the best alpinists uh, in the U.S., young, super promising, super talented. Um, he and his girlfriend, who was also a super talented rock climber, went, went out backcountry skiing out in Montana and um, got hit by an avalanche, she got buried, um, he, he dug himself out, basically scoured the whole avalanche area trying to find her, never found her, realized that she was, she was dead, um, basically love of his life. He hiked back out to town and then killed himself that night as like a grieving, you know, who knows what exactly. And um, super heavy, totally shook the entire West Coast climbing community because um, they were both super well-loved all over the West Coast, like all these different climbing towns. Um, they were just like big and, this, you know, really, really shook. Um, and I mean, a lot of people were really upset with him because, you know, I mean, why, I don't know, like why, why kill yourself over something like that? But, um, and I mean, it is, you know, and they were both friends and you're like, oh, that's, that's pretty grim. But part of me is like, well, I mean, he made, he made a choice, and, and he, he, like, he led a very clear, intentional life, and he was a very, very principled climber. He'd done a lot of things in climbing that were, had a, he had a very, very strong ethic about his climbing, and he just lived in a very direct, intentional way, and I'm sort of like, well, he chose to end his life in the exact same, you know, with the same kind of clear vision. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, I wouldn't, I disagree, and I wouldn't do that, but I'm like, a lot of respect to Hayden. I mean, he, you know, he, he played the way he wanted to all the way to the end. Like, you know, at least, at least he didn't have regrets when he was old, you know? I don't know. For the full Finding Mastery podcast, head over to findingmastery.net or check us out on Apple Podcasts. And for a special offer from Athletic Greens, head to athleticgreens.com slash findingmastery.